Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Kathy Kay, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, September 25th, 2014, and I am so excited because we are beginning our reading today on the title page of the big book. Um, We are beginning our study of the big book again. And we are on that first title page that has Alcoholics Anonymous on it. Today's readers are Nancy S. with the 12 Steps, Santa H. with the 12 Traditions. And reading the text are Elaine B., Helena, and Anita J. The reference number for yesterday, Wednesday, September 24th, is 6. Nine zero six. OA Preamble. OA Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, Each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Nancy S. to read the 12 steps. Thank you, Kathy Kay. This is Nancy S. from Wisconsin, a recovering compulsive overeater. Can you hear me okay? Yes, I can, Nancy. Okay, thank you. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, 
We tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, and I'll pass. Thank you, Nancy S. I will now ask Santa H. to read the 12 Traditions. Good morning, visionaries. My name is Santa H. from New Jersey, a grateful compulsive overeater. And these are the 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, The only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversies. Eleven, Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principle before personality in our past. Thank you, Santa H. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share in what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinent requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. When you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, 
Everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. And as I said before, today we're beginning at the very beginning of the big book on the title page. And I will ask Elaine B. to get us started. Thank you so much, Kathy. This is Elaine B. Recovered in Massachusetts. Alcoholics Anonymous, the story of how many thousands of men and women have recovered from alcoholism, fourth edition. Alcoholics Anonymous World Services, Inc., New York City, 2001. And so as I sit with an open book in my hand looking at this title page, I think of standing at a doorway (laughs) and putting my hand on the handle. And on this side of the doorway, I'm 100 pounds overweight. I'm restless, irritable, and discontent. I am not managing my life well. I'm stepping on people's toes all the time. I'm trying to direct my family. I'm trying to direct my workplace. I'm trying to direct my friendships. I'm trying to do everything I can do to manage well. I have a uh, highway of wreckage from my early years behind me leading up to today. And that led me to the door of Overeaters Anonymous. And I turned the handle and I walked in the door. And when I did, I learned a lot about tools and food plans and um, ways to uh, ways to manage the highs and lows of day-to-day day using tools and phone calls and meetings and um, different things like that. But I never heard the word recovered that I just read on this page, the story of how many thousands of men and women have recovered from alcoholism. Although I did see that the, the people that I saw in the rooms who shared, who talked about doing the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous as laid out in the big book, had some uh, a level of peace and serenity as well as a, a, a more normal-sized body um, than I had. And it was something that I really wanted. And so I went really to great lengths to pursue this and had a long journey, which finally led me back into the food to do a little bit more research and development where I quickly gained, you know, back 40 pounds of the 100 that I had lost. Well, it wasn't quickly. It was over three years, but still, um, I gained it back and and (laughs) quickly earned, in 10 months, earned a diagnosis of possibly borderline diabetic because I ate so much sugar in just that 10 months after keeping it down for nine years. I crawled back into the rooms and somebody gave me the number for a vision for you. And here we're dedicated to the practice and study of the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. It's the first place I heard people talk about recovering. And this book, I read that it's 2001. It was actually published in 1939, and that's 75 years ago. And at that time, this book was handed out to the world. And it says within it that all you need is this book. We have so much more. We have daily meetings, daily recordings, face-to-face meetings, opportunities to connect with our fellows through the power of the Internet, the power of the telephone. But we have one united message and one united instruction manual. The first 164 pages that in all these 75 years has been barely changed at all. 
the stories change because there's so many stories being written every day of the people who successfully work these steps and continue to do them on a daily basis while um, maintaining their abstinence. Um, and so today I think it's so exciting that we're starting again right at this threshold and anybody who, who walks through that threshold and, and does this work can also say that yes, they have recovered. And I know today is a special holiday for many people, though we don't follow one particular um, religion, our, our recovery is based on the maintenance of a fit spiritual condition, and many people today are celebrating New Year's. <laughs> and so I want to wish you all Happy New Year's at this new oh. beginning of Alcoholics Anonymous. And um, I know that this is the road of happy destiny, and I welcome newcomers, and I say <laughs> great to be trudging with you uh, to those that are are um, already recovered, and uh, such a privilege to be here. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Elaine. Who would like to share on what was read? Monica. Kelly. Okay, I heard Monica, Kim, Larry. Was there someone else? KDF. KDF. Kelly. Okay. Let's begin with Monica. Good morning. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning, everyone. My name is Monica, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Alcoholics Anonymous, the story of how many thousands, thousands of men and women have recovered from alcoholism. Wow. You know, right off on the first page here, what hope they're giving me. What hope they're giving me, the story, the account, the event. They're going to tell me here in this book how thousands of men and women have recovered. And what does that mean? They're different from what they used to be. The, the problem has been solved. And so I've got that word recovered, and i got that all highlighted in green. For me, green means a lot of hope. And so whoever you are, we have an account, an event in this book here that's going to help you recover too. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Monica. Kim, please go ahead. Good morning, Kathy Kang. Good morning, all. My name is Kim G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. And I'm going to focus in on that word recovered because I know when I, after 17 years in OA, when I heard people use that word in the big book study, I bristled. Yeah, but how arrogant, how arrogant of these people. So I was told I was recovering. I was always going to be sick. How dare they say recovered? And what I see today is what is that difference? Because I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Recovered is of God. Recovered means that I, am, I do not eat today because I have a connection with a higher power. Recovered means that I do not want my binge food, not that I'm strong enough to resist it. When I said recovering, what I meant was that I had all these human age things that were going to protect me from the food. And my experience was I only had temporary respite in a way. A successful year in a way was when I was abstinent more than I wasn't abstinent. It meant that I went to meetings and the only time I felt safe was in the meetings. And meetings worked until they didn't work. Phone calls worked until they didn't work. Having a sponsor worked until it didn't work. Because unfortunately, they ultimately are all human aid. 
Are they important as we go through this journey? Absolutely. But recovered means the obsession has been removed. I do not wake up in the morning asking God to be abstinent. In the morning, I wake up and I ask God, how can I be useful today? And the natural consequence of this recovered state where I live in these steps is that I do not want my binge food. What was recovering? What did that feel like? I think of page 60 and 61. When I was recovering and I was fighting the food every single day, hoping to be strong enough to beat it, I was always in collision with something or somebody, even though my motives were good. I was living by self-propulsion. I was a victim of the delusion that I could wrest satisfaction and happiness out of this world if only I managed well. Even in my best moments, I was a producer of confusion and harmony. Those bedevilments on page 52, my personal experiences, they were stronger when I was abstinent than when I was in the food. When I was in the food, I was numb. When I was abstinent, I was faced with the ism of my alcoholism. Those bedevilments plagued me until I did these steps. So now that I'm recovered, those promises on page 84 and 85 have come true for me. You know, I I react sanely and normally and will find this has happened automatically. I am in a place of neutrality, safe and protected. I am neither cocky nor am I afraid. I am not avoiding temptation. I am not fighting it. It comes with no effort on my part. It just comes because I live in these steps. And the only way that I can describe it is what's the difference between 17 years in a way and my last four years? Was for 17 years I faced the food and I threw everything I could at it. I threw tools. I threw meetings. I threw all these different human aids. And finally, when I was out of ideas, when I could not get out of the quicksand, I put the food down, I faced the solution, and I did everything I could to get that solution. Did I still do the tools? Absolutely. But my focus wasn't the tools and controlling the food. My focus was going towards the solution and using tools to build the foundation of the 12 steps. So today I say, and it would be a disrespect to God to say anything less, but that I have recovered from this seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim. Larry, please go ahead. Good morning, Kathy Kay. Thanks for your service. Larry, recovered uh, compulsive reader from Chicago. So, you know, the first time um, I had a sponsor uh, crack open the big book for me, we, we turned to this, this page, and I've got it dated, and I've got it underlined. Um, and I've got to tell you, um, I'd like to tell you, boy, I was just off and running, and it was just the most beautiful message, the story of how many thousands of men and women have recovered from alcoholism. That is not what I took away from it that first time it was cracked open for me. See, my mind was closed shut. I, I, I want to remind you I'm a very, very important person. You know, um, I'm not going to be a sucker. You know, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm too educated for that. You know, um, the story, it sounded like fiction to me. Uh, you know, just that fiction, the story of how, you know. And it's kind of like when I, when I first came in, boy, my mind was just really, really, I, I had another five years of misery that first time that the big book was cracked open for me. Some people had longer. Some people um, are ready right away. But, you know, on, on page 567, when it talks about the spiritual experience, let's face it, what's different about this than, than other, other 
you know, other ideas about solving our problem is, is the spiritual essence of this program. It said the terms says the term spiritual experience and spiritual awakening feels very biased against that are used many times in this book, which upon careful reading shows that the personality change sufficient to bring about recovery from alcoholism has manifested itself among us in different forms, many different forms. And and that was the case for me. Um, I, I didn't, you know, I was, you know, someone told me it could be too smart for this program, meaning in other words, you know, that we can, like it says here, you know, as I did for a long time, there's a principle which is a bar against all information, which is proof against all arguments and which cannot fail to keep Larry in everlasting ignorance. That principle is contempt prior to investigation. And boy, did I have disdain for this spiritual notion. Next, you know, let me let me find some more pills. Let me find some, you know, another liposuction. Let me, how about my third liposuction surgery? Maybe that'll do it, you know. Um, but now when I read it, <clears throat> I read it with enthusiasm because I have recovered, you know. I have recovered, and I'm, uh, my, my roots are grasping a new soil, and I'm nothing special, you know. I'm just this guy that, you know, that, that was brought to a new way of thinking and a new way of understanding. Um, through these these simple these simple steps and simple principles, and um, it can happen for anyone as long as they follow it precisely, as long as they don't shut their mind to a to a spiritual a spiritual regeneration. So with that, I'll pass. Thank God for Alcoholics Anonymous; it saved my life. Thank you, Larry and KDF. Please go ahead. Good morning. This is Katie up a recovered compulsive overeater, and I'm so grateful to be back at the beginning and, you know, that we get to look at this again. You know, it's, it's such a fresh, um, every time I read this book, it's, um, I learn something more. And that's just, you know, I don't read novels over and over again, you know, and, and really learn anything the way I do when I read this book like a textbook. Um, and I, too, you know, I had not ever focused on the word recovered um, prior to being on, you know, phone meetings. But, you know, I was recovered. I just didn't know that that's what I could say. Um, and what recovered means to me is that it's not that because um, I do use the tools and I do have a food plan and I am abstinent and I do weigh and measure but the, the thing is, is that I am not um, dying for my next meal. I'm not calculating in my brain, you know, should I, shouldn't I, will I, won't I, when can I, how can I get away with this? That mental obsession has been removed. That's what it means to be recovered. That um, it's not only that I don't eat my binge foods, that I don't, you know, go on uh, benders anymore. It's that I don't want to. I don't even think about it. It doesn't cross my mind that um, with Halloween coming up next month, I might get away with something. And that is the miracle because I really didn't think that was possible. I thought that um, I was going to only live a little bit better than that seemingly hopeless state of mind and body that I was living in for 27 years. I just, I had such low expectations when I, uh, started this journey um, 
almost 27 years ago. And I, that was where I needed to be because when I thought I had all the answers and I thought I had one more uh, solution in me, then I wasn't willing to do what I was told to do and to go to any lengths for my recovery. But when I started it, I didn't know that I was going to end up recovered. I didn't know that I was going to stay here and stay here and stay here. I was just willing to see the next illuminated uh, step in front of me. And, you know, if there's someone new here today who's never done this, who's, who's at page one, literally for the first time, really putting down the food today, don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about next week, next month, next year. Just do what whoever is guiding you is telling you to do and see what happens. It's an incredible journey, and you don't want to miss it. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, KDF. And Sally, please go ahead. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you for your service to all of us this morning. This is Sally, a recovered compulsive overeater in South Jersey. And I would like to hone in on this word, how. The story of how many thousands of men and women have recovered from alcoholism. The story of how many recovered. These are really precious words to me. Boy, what I would have given to know that this little book that I was carrying, this chip of a book that I was carrying in my book bag as I went to each meeting in, in OA for so many years, three meetings a week, and I carried this book. And sometimes I remember even thinking, I wonder if I should leave that big book home. I, I mean, do we even open that book? Yeah, I'll bring it with me. And little did I know that I was carrying this book that held so much promise for me. And so when it says the story of how, first of all, I was thinking this morning about that word how. In Bill's story on page nine, about four lines down on page nine, and Ebby had just come to see Bill. And Bill asks the question, I wondered how he had escaped. Oh, he had escaped. And so he's asking that question, that very important question, how? And in the very first forward on the page XIII, on the top of the page, it says, we have Alcoholics Anonymous are more than 100 men and women who have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. Now, here it comes to show other alcoholics precisely how we have recovered is the main purpose of this book. So it's restating what we're being said, what we're being told here at the very beginning of this book. And they're saying it another way, but it's very valuable words to show other alcoholics, to show, to show narcotics, people who are into narcotics, people who have a compulsive eating disorder, to show other compulsions precisely the way out, how we have recovered is the main purpose of this book, the how. And one other place that I think is really a valuable place to look at, page 45. It says here on page 45, in the second paragraph, just the first few lines, it says, well, that's exactly what this book is about. What's it about? Its main object is to enable you to find a power greater than yourself, which will solve 
your problems. Will it solve just my eating problems? No, actually, Sally, it's going to solve your life problems. So I'm going to say it again. Alcoholics Anonymous, the story of how many recovered, the story of how many thousands of men and women have recovered from alcoholism. Yeah, I think this is a book worth, worth starting all over. It's worth my attention. This is the instruction manual. This book saved my life. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Sally. Who else would like to share on this? This is Janice. Go ahead, Janice in Colorado. Okay, I heard Janice and Sharon, and who else? Mariana, Debbie. I'm sorry, Debbie. Debbie. And I heard someone else. Deanna B. from Chicago. Deanna B. Okay. Great. This is Mary. Can you hear me? Okay, Mary. All right. Here we go. Janice, Sharon, Debbie, Diana B., and Mary. Okay, Janice, please get us started. Yes. Thank you, Kathy, and good morning to everyone. My name is Janice M., and I am a grateful Recovered compulsive overeater. Oh, I'm so excited also. And I'm going to just piggyback a little bit on how. And, um, you know, when I want to know how to do something to solve a problem, this is what it's going to tell us how to solve our problem and what you need. And there are three things we need if you're new honesty, open mindedness. And willingness. Those are, that's the only three things you need to in, incorporate this program of recovery. Now, when we, you know, there's so many, when you first knew, hear the word recovered, and we put the word cure. This does not mean we're cured. You know why? Because I have a disease of not food, but of compulsive overeating, which is beyond the food. It says alcoholism. It doesn't say alcohol. So it's a malady. It's an illness that I have, that I will always have the allergy of the body and the obsession of the mind and the unmanageability of my life by me. That's what alcoholism is. It doesn't say recovered from alcohol. No, we're not cured. We're only recovered for one day because we have a selfish, self-centered personality. But we're going to be recovered from that. Our personality is going to change, so we don't need to go to the food or go to a particular uh, substance, whether it's alcohol, gambling, for us it's food, certain substances in the food groups. Um, And that's what it means to me. And with that, I will pass. Thanks. Thank you, Janice. Sharon D., go ahead, please. Oh, thank you, Kathy. This is Sharon H., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Colorado, and also very, very grateful because this was the paragraph that um, changed my life two years ago. Um, I have, I'm have, i a newcomer. I've been in the program of, uh, many, many years, but was unable to stay abstinent. Uh, I could get absent, but I couldn't stay stopped. And uh, it was really baffling to me, and it was very painful reality for me. 
And when I started listening to this program, um, this is where we were in the book. And it was just like these words in this first paragraph just uh, jumped off the page and into my heart and into my mind that um, exactly what it says, these hundred men and women who have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body and then to show other alcoholics precisely how we have recovered is the main purpose of this book. And that was the beginning of me accepting the reality and the fact that I had not been willing to accept, so I was always trying to build a foundation on a lie. I did not believe to the core of my being that I did have a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body when it came to the food. And that's what's made all the difference. And then I did uh, grab onto this book like it was a textbook. Uh, I was up every morning and listening to this meeting, taking notes, uh, going through the process just like it lays it out in the big book. And as a result of that, I have been given this gift of abstinence. And no human power can give us that gift. That is um, something I desperately needed from, um, you know, God as I understand God. And uh, to me, God is everything today. And I must follow the directions in this book. And so it was sort of like I lived in this book until this book was living in me, the actual reality of it. And that required applying those steps exactly like they're laid out, not um, going down this bunny trail or that bunny trail. And then the spiritual toolkit, um, those now I do voluntarily, not, oh, gosh, i got to make three phone calls. Oh, gosh, i got to weigh and measure my food. Oh, gosh, this, that, and the other. No, I, I, um, I am so grateful that there were things that I learned along the way that now have become such a joy for me to do. And then to be able to give freely to others this gift um, just means so much to me. Uh, to just uh, see the miracle that can take place that I always heard about, but just figured I never was going to be one of them. So um, welcome to everyone out on the line, new or coming back, whatever. This program works when we grab onto it, uh, just like they say, a life preserver, and we go through this process. And then we must live in uh, steps 10, 11, and 12 when we get there because this is a daily reprieve, and it is contingent on our spiritual condition. But we trust in God that he will do for us what we've never been able to do for ourselves, and it works. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Kathy. Thank you, Sharon H. Um, Debbie, please go ahead. Is Debbie, press star one to unmute. Can you hear me? Now I can. Thank you. Thanks. Yes, I I thank you all for being on the line and sharing this, uh, the strength and the hope that I really needed to hear today. I've been in and out of the rooms for 25 years and continue to think that I am the unique compulsive overeater who can, who doesn't need the program. I can do it my way. But when I, when I, tuned in this morning and I heard that we were starting at the beginning 
again, it just struck me the the saying that coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous was so pertinent because today is the beginning of the Jewish New Year and the beginning of the big book reading again and that it was published the year that I was born. So I feel like God is really speaking to me today and giving me the message that if I want what you've recovered over years have, then there's only one way for me to to live the spiritual, healthy life that I want to live. And um, so that's that's going to be my goal. And I thank you all for for sharing your strength and hope. And um, a, a beautiful, blessed day to you all when I pass. Thank you, Debbie. And Diana B., or Diana B. Thank you. My name is Deanna B. from Chicago. I am a recovering compulsive eater. And I hope I can get through this without breaking down. I happened to notice on the first page that this, I have the third edition, and it was published in 1976, and that's the day, a day in August that I walked through these rooms at a university where I was going to my last year to get my degree in teaching, because that was going to fix me. I knew I had problems. If I was 10 pounds overweight, I was a lot. But I had to go out there and do a lot of research and get to 100 pounds overweight, trying everything, coming back and forth, never willing to go all the way with this book. Did I, I never noticed the word recovered before I came back into these rooms and I was really resistant. I could not understand it. I was very angry. I was not going to listen, but I kept listening and I get it. I get it today. And I came back in January and I came back like that person they talk about. I had nowhere else to go. I was at my bottom and I've been abstinent, but nothing, nothing. Like the freedom I feel today, although I am not recovered yet, I feel a certain freedom that I've never felt before. And I want to thank all of you. And yes, today is the first day of the, the Jewish New Year. And it's a new new year, a new time for me. Thank you all for being here. I pass. Thank you, Deanna B. And our last share on... This title page will be Mary. Thank you, Mary. Press star one to unmute. If she Thank doesn't you. come on. Be- yes, hi, this is Mary. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes, I unmute and it seems to go back on mute by itself. But anyway, I'm Mary, and I am a very grateful recovered compulsive eater. And uh, I have been in uh, the program since the first week of November 1962, which is almost 52 years. And uh, I have a current seven years back-to-back abstinence with an 80-pound weight loss. 
maintaining uh, for a long time. And I have been through this book many times in many ways. I've done big book studies, uh, face-to-face meetings. Uh, I've answered a myriad of questions on the big book. I have done my own little um, assignment where I went through paragraph by paragraph and wrote on every paragraph and what it meant to me. And I've done so many things, but I never outgrow my need to study this book. And I was just told about this Bridge meeting, uh, book study, last night by a friend of mine in program. And she gave me the phone numbers, and uh, I just can't believe this is my first time calling in, and you're starting all over. And um, one thing that my friend said to me is, well, they used the word recovered. And I said, yes, that's what it says in the big book, that we have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. And it it doesn't matter to me what you call it. You know, I'm just so grateful since I'm brand new every single day. Every day I make a commitment to my abstinence and to my higher power and to follow his will to the very best of my ability. And my recovery is definitely a gift from my higher power. And my abstinence is my gift back because it it puts me in a place where I can be of service. And uh, I guess that's it. I thank you all. I I love what I've heard this morning, and uh, I look forward to being back. Thank you. Thank you, Mary, and welcome to you. Um, Okay, I'd like to ask Helena now to read the first two paragraphs on page XI, which is the preface. This is Helena in New Jersey. Can I just check? You want me to read two paragraphs? Yes, please. This is the fourth edition of the book Alcoholics Anonymous. The first edition appeared in April 1939, and in the following 16 years, more than 300,000 copies went into circulation. The second edition published in 1955, reached a total of more than 1,150,500 copies. The third edition, which came off the press in 1976, achieved a circulation of approximately 19,550,000 in all formats. Because this book has become the basic text for our society and has helped such large numbers of alcoholic men and women to recovery, there exists strong sentiment against any radical changes being made in it. Therefore, the first portion of this volume describing the AA recovery program has been left untouched in the course of revisions made for the second, third, and fourth editions. This section called The Doctor's Opinion has been kept intact, just as it was originally written in 1939 by the late Dr. William D. Silkworth, a society's great medical benefactor. So I am Helena, recovered in... South Jersey, and I still hesitate when I say that word recovered because I know how imperfect I am. What I am recovered from and what this book and the taking of the steps and the using of all the tools and the traditions has allowed me to do is not to eat, not to pick up excess food. 
not to go off my food plan, not to binge, not to vomit anymore, uh, in spite of what life sends my way and in spite of the imperfections that I still experience and in spite of the fact that uh, my recovery goes deeper and deeper and I discover more and more character defects that have to be dealt with or some of the old ones come back. And yet I do not have to pick up food and I can say that I am recovered, although not perfect. Um, It is amazing to me that um, AA, after getting off to such a very small and uh, slow start, in 1935, by now is taking off, and we're talking about millions, 19 million, and of course now we're in the fourth edition, so we have even more uh, numbers of books that have been printed. And it's not just people are reading these books. People are reading these books, and then they are covered as a result of taking the precise directions in here. And because it is the basic text and it's helped such large numbers to recovery, we're not going to change anything. It works, so we're not going to fix it. And I know there will be many people that have wonderful things to say about this, so I will pass. Thank you, Helena. Who would like to share? Hi, my name is Charles, and I need too much man share. Okay. Okay, let me start with Charles, and who else? Mary A. Mary A., and who else? Carolyn. Carolyn. Dawn. Dawn. Okay. Charles, Mary A., Carolyn, and Dawn. Please go ahead, Charles. And uh, before you start, let me just remind everyone to time three minutes so that we can hear from everybody. Thank you. Go ahead, Charles. Thank you, Kathy, for your continued service. Good morning, visionaries. Um, My name is Charles. I eat too much of a recovered compulsive overeater. Because this book has become the basic text, uh, for society and has helped such large numbers of alcoholic men and women by, to recovery. Um, this, this, you know, this is so encouraging. Um, the stats, the numbers, um, the, the, the decision not to change it because it is the diagram, it is the, the prescription that has helped so many people, uh, including myself. You know, as a newbie in in uh, Overeaters Anonymous, um, I was like, why is this, What you know, this book is talking about, you know, alcohol. But, you know, I I, uh, I designed my book to help me with the vice or any vice that I have, and it just it just works fine. And I could see why, and I thank these people for not changing it. Um, you don't need to change it. Uh, look at the stats. The stats don't lie. Um, it, it's growing and growing and growing and growing and it continues to grow. And, uh, you know, it's such a great way to recover from anything, from anything. This this book has transformed my mind, and I'm glad we're back in the beginning. Um, like many have said, uh, it's, the, it's, it's a new year, it's a new day, it's a new time right now. is it, You know, <laughs> What a way to start the year for me, right? What a way, you know, absolutely and just not thinking about, uh, oh, man, what's in the kitchen? I know what's in the kitchen, but you know what's in my mind today? Recovery and abstinence and, and that transformation, that psychic change that, that you know, that, that we're going to be talking about, you know, and I'm just so great, greatly, um, I'm so greatly 
I'm so grateful, right, for for being on this line as as my lifeline. And with that, I'm gonna pass. I know we got a lot of people to talk. Thanks. Thank you, Charles. Mary A, please go ahead. Good morning, everybody. Thank you, Kathy, for your service. Well, this is such a special day that we're starting at the beginning of the book. And um, first I want to do an amends because some of you have heard me be sharp sometimes, and I really uh, want to uh, make an amends for that if I've offended anyone. Sometimes I just feel, um, well, whatever, but I'm really sorry. And, um, you know, the word recovered was really foreign to me till I came here a year ago. I'm in another fellowship where um, I've gotten my recovery. But it's so funny, even in the other fellowship, in our preamble, we say, have recovered from compulsive overeating. But no one, I mean 1,000 people, there is not one person who will say they're recovered. And when um, I've listened to you and I've seen that first paragraph, and I'm so grateful paragraph we're reading for um, the big book. I mean, it's just saved my life, saved my son's life, saved many of my friends' life. Definitely God is all over it, and I'm just so grateful for our founders and for the 100 people that recovered. But as I was saying, I learned, I finally learned from you guys and your sharing about yourselves that No, the allergy will never go away. And putting the food down definitely is what takes care of that. But even the big book tells us the real problem, the real problem, what I learned from you, of course, is the obsession of the mind. And and that is what I am recovered from today. And like so many of you said, I don't fight the beast anymore. I don't get up in the morning and think, I've got to weigh myself every day. What am I going to eat in that? I have such, and that is what I really understand is what is recovery today. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Mary A. Carolyn, please go ahead. Uh, Hi, this is is Carolyn from New York. this preface, again, I, I love the fact that we're starting all the way over, just like we do every single day, you know. Um, someone talks about how you have um, a battery that you charge with, with your morning routine, right, with your prayer and your meditation and all the things we do each day to support our recovery. And then you go to sleep and you wake up and, and the battery is empty and you have to start all over again. But, um, but what a great way to start the day. Um, they say right here, this book has become the basic text. Everyone talks about this textbook. Um, this is where the answers are. This is the, the, the guide for the course that you're about to you know, embark on, the lifelong uh, course of learning. Um, and I love how the first portion of this volume has been left untouched. The big book is 75 years old this year. 75 years, no changes. Wow. Um, and someone in our fellowship always points out that today, in 2014, 5,000 copies of the big book are sold every day. Every day, 5,000 people are buying this book. And you think about all the copies that are already out there. It's extraordinary. Um, and what a gift this book is to all of us, to, to anyone suffering from any kind of spiritual illness. 
which personally I believe is every person on the planet. I, I wish everyone could absorb this book. I, I just think we have such a better world. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Carolyn. And Dawn, please share with us. Thank you so much. This is Dawn W. from Delaware. I'm a recovering compulsive overeater. And I just wanted to celebrate this first day and beginning um, because this month is my true beginning. Um, When I I found this meeting and found a sponsor and I'm reading the book with her, reading the book with you. Actually, I'm sitting here with two types of big books. um, And I realized that in the second edition, I was four years old and already a compulsive eater. I had already learned that it calmed me down, uh, let me get away from life. I was chubby. And today, I'm starting the big book. And sometime between now and page 164, I will be recovered because I know I'm going to follow this exactly Um doing everything I'm told, and I'm connecting to uh, spirit or higher power. In fact, as soon as I wake up, I just say, good morning, God, thanks for looking over me. And um, for for now, the binge food has been put down, and I'm getting healthier day by day, and I want to thank everybody on the line, and especially the founding members of uh, Vision. Thank you so much. I pass. Thank you, Dawn. And um, I want to thank everyone. It it has just been an honor to begin the book again today. Um, And I didn't realize until some of you shared that uh, it coincides with our Jewish New Year. Um, So that's very exciting and meaningful to me as well. Thank you all for your sharing. It really, uh, for anyone who's new, I hope you experience the sincerity and enthusiasm that I heard on the line today for our program of recovery and for the big book. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, and then we'll say the serenity prayer together. Anita J., could you please read a vision for you. Yes, I will be happy to. Uh, this is Anita J., a recovered compulsive overeater in Massachusetts. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day to the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the spirits. And you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. 
Thank you, Anita.